Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93 The Vote. Ennis, Dave Skull. The phone lines have remained full through the break here, Dave, so I say uh, we get right back to it. Let you guys. uh, People just love talking about this basketball team, Mark. We've somehow stumbled on, <laughs> should L. Ellis have to play defense? 81, 59, <laughs> 39. Can you just imagine having this conversation with any basketball coach? That's what I'm getting, like, <laughs> I appreciate what Philly Carl was saying, but at the same time, I would just was thinking to myself, like, I would just imagine the face Rick Pitino would give you <laughs> if, if you tried to just make, like I said, like a case that you can you can do enough on offense to not have to worry about defense. Yeah, like – and he brought up Michael Jordan. It's like, dude, he had Pippen, but Jordan was one of the best perimeter defenders of all time. Like, just even Gary Payton. He had Pippen, sure, but it didn't change Jordan. the fact that he went hard on defense. Kobe. Kobe was out there scoring eighty points and being the best perimeter defender in the league. Like, I don't. I. And the whole point is, we're not asking them. We're not asking L to be. Kobe. We're not asking him to be Michael or Kawhi Leonard. We're asking him to be at a placement level. Yes. Just be average. 100%. All right. Let's get uh, to the phones and let's go to Steve, who has been waiting for a while. Steve, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's on your mind? Hey, y'all. Thanks for letting me in. You bet. Uh, No disrespect to Al, but if Peyton Siva, Russ Smith, Carly Jones don't play in the NBA, so brush up on your Farsi or your Portuguese, my man, because, you know, you'll need it. Uh, his NBA future's not not there, uh, and that's not disrespecting him. He's played hard, given us all. No, no, no. You know, so uh, but you know, I chose to digest this basketball season a little different uh, from the very start, and it hasn't made it enjoyable, but it's made it a little less maddening. You know, I love the team. I don't lower the bar or anything like that. But um, a lot of hope and faith that Kenny can can do this. Um, you know, I think we keep a, a core. And that core being four, five guys and uh, Percy Miller, you know, as your lead dog walk-on type, you know, uh, that doesn't count against you. And then just hope to get three guards and a big, you know, and then that's that's the fair shake for Kenny, I think. You know, that happens. 
he adjusts, he cleans up the mistakes of not, you know, whatever happened, why we didn't get portal kids, whatever. He cleans up those mistakes. That covers his 50% of the responsibilities, I think, is the way I'm looking at it. And then, you know, the other 50% is the talent gap. You know, hopefully that closes a little bit. Um you know, but it, it's all hope and faith, and I understand dudes like uh, the other guy that, that doesn't have that, you know, that's already out. That's the uphill climb, but that's on Kenny, man. I'm not out here to debate for the man or, or, or right. uh, you know, carry his water for him, but hope and faith, man. He's one of ours, and be rooting for the guy, and I hope we get to see some good basketball next year. That's that's the main thing, you know, uh, yeah. busted. And defensively, has been the biggest disappointment. I thought for sure, if yeah. nothing else – what he would bring from the Calipari tree was that. I've always felt like Calipari got the young guys to buy into defense first, and that's, ugh, you know, that's been rough. So thanks for the line, man. Appreciate you yep. guys. You bet. I appreciate it. And look, you want to feel the things that he was just talking about? Uh, get Dennis Evans to commit. And again, if you're just uh, joining us here, there's, it started late last week, but you had Dennis Evans, who's the number 18 overall recruit in the class of 2023. is a seven-footer who is a born and raised shot blocker. Like, God made that young man to be a shot blocker in basketball, and he looks like it. And it's been a while since Louisville's had one of those because even when Louisville, I felt like, was in pretty good shape down low with – with Stephen Enoch and Malik Williams even early in, in Mac's tenure. Yeah. Those guys were not shot blockers. It's been since Mango, really, that Louisville's had a guy who I think was raw offensively but but naturally blocked shots and could hold their own you know, defensively. It's yeah. been a, a, a minute. Uh, if they are able to pull that off, I think it, it would dramatically change them offensively – or excuse me, defensively – Right away, to, I mean, no matter how much he's able to help you, it will change things for them to be able to go to somebody who just is inclined to go hunt shots to block because that person's not on the roster right now. Uh, 100% agree, and I love the fact that three texters who apparently have never heard Steve call in before were like, is this Jeff Walls? <laughs> oh, I know. Steve, every time. So Steve, right. Steve's voice is a is a dead swap for, for Jeff Walls, and it's such a unique one. <laughs> It cracks me up whenever we have a it's fresh true, batch though. of texters. Oh, it's 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 absolutely true. It's one hundred percent true. And look, I, I think I would be wildly encouraged at just like regardless of where this person helps the team. Do I want them to have guards? Of course I do. Like not, I'm not addressing any of that. But just here's a five star kid who literally had signed somewhere else. If Louisville pulls this off, like they were able to they went out and got a five star big man after a four and 25 year that's that's exciting i don't care how you did it no that's that's absolutely exciting and the fact is you know you look at the top 100 recruits and the only one in the top 50 the only two in the top 50 that were uncommitted were Bronny james and i forget the european the uh, other kid that that's going he's going g league basically you know yeah. like they're they have a professional some sort of professional uh course in mind and they're not going to college um so this is a massive coup. Like we had basically written off the rest of the 2023 class. You know, like obviously we're happy with Curtis, happy with Caleb Glenn, and we got Cron Davis from from JUCO. We'll see how that works out. But like we we're like, there's no more freshmen. Like you've got to hit the portal hard, and we still have to hit the portal hard. But it was a big, uh, it was a big coup to if if that happens, if he ends up signing here. 
Let's get uh, back to the phones and let's get Reggie in here next. Reggie, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive on the What's up? Hey, how y'all fellas doing today? The last Good. caller a couple of calls ago, man, I'm a Spurs fan, and he was disrespecting Boom. Kawhi saying he's not a lockdown defender. Right. Right. Yeah, so I I'm also a diehard Spurs fan, Reggie, so I, I knew, like, yeah. from the jump, I knew exactly who I was thinking of. Yeah, I'm hoping we keep losing, man. Hopefully we get that number one pick so we can get victory. There you go. Women Yaya time, man. <laughs> Women Yama. That's what I'm hoping, man, because we got a nice young core. We just need, we just need that one player. That's right. So hey, guys, hey, team. hold on, Reggie. I'm gonna, hold on, Reggie. I'm going to let both of you guys finish. Victor, like to watch a guy who's like seven three make oh, running dude, he's unreal running three pointers <laughs> off one foot is ridiculous. He's he's absolutely unreal. Yeah. He's a ridiculous prospect. Go ahead, it's like KD and Giannis had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> like yes, it is. Man, that's exactly like, right. I, that's a generational player like that. That's a yeah, generational for sure. player. Yeah. But uh uh I I I wanna see changes next year. You know, uh this year I was optimistic about it. But it started out bad, man. I've been riding with him. I'm a key riding with him. I hope Kenny turns it around. Uh, like you said, get, get Dennis Evans in here. And that even helps our players in practice just to go against a shot blocker. Absolutely. So for 100% experience, right. like when we go against Florida State, and Florida State have those 7-3 shot blockers, if you're practicing against a player like that every, that every day in practice, then you can, you know, see how you can switch a shot up to get around it or, you know, how the – uh, draw fouls on them, stuff like that. So I just hope Penny hits the transfer for the hard. I hope we back next year. Next year, I hope we are in the tournament. That's, if he's not in the tournament next year, I understand Penny has to go. But we should at least be bidding for a tournament team next year. And uh, it's always L1C4, go cards, man. Y'all have a good day, man. Thank you, Reggie. I appreciate Let's it. Go. See that? He was the other Spurs fan in Louisville. That's my guy. <laughs> Spurs have what, lost 16 in a row? Yes, we're, we're very bad this year. <laughs> It's very weird to watch. I We're mean, in the Victor sweepstakes, man. <laughs> and it shows because, like, every time anyone on the team has like a pulse, they're like, "Get him, out get him out, trade him now, like, <laughs> cut him, trade him, do whatever you got to do." Yeah, <laughs> it's been really funny to watch. The only one, uh, like, the, Jeremy Sochan's been been fun to watch, and he's a building block for the future. A couple others, Keldon, a few other guys on the roster, are gonna stick around. But like, anybody who who was gonna go in the next year or two anyway like they've completely just they've they've kicked off the roster they've gotten they've gotten assets for them it's pretty pretty funny to watch yeah look at you know do they they have to be in the tournament next year i you know i never uh, dave this year I, i've always pushed back against there having to be like an objective number right but, but we we're gonna know you know, I, I'm not saying that they have to win this number of games and they have to be in the tournament. Like, if something happens and you see why they didn't, then, it, I, you know, I could see a scenario where they don't, but you understand why they're going to ride it out. But it just has to be trending. Like, we got to be right there and just miss. Yeah, we're not going to be like... F- 14 and 15 and be happy. No, 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 no. You know I'm I mean? talking like, about we're talking yeah. like 18 I'm talking and about 10 the, or something like that. The COVID year team that that fizzled out at the end and missed it and you're like, "All right, but then look who's coming in or whatever." You know what I mean? Like that's it's got to be like that. Yeah. They, yeah. More than anything though, very early next year, we've got to be able to to we've got to, he's got to get the team and the program to a place where you can say 
Kenny Payne brings you this when he is your head coach, and that's why they hired him. And right now, we haven't had much of, of that. If they're able to, to pull this thing with, with Dennis Evans and if, say, if you know, what if Karan Davis is, like, awesome? Yeah, what if he is? You know, like, what if, if that happens, like, all of a sudden you might feel better about the evaluative part. But it would be kind of ironic, Dave, in the end here, for Louisville to – for Kenny to be, like, that to be his calling card. It's kind of finding, like, the diamonds in the rough because you thought, like, oh, well, we're not going to be doing that. And yeah, you might have to. like it uh, – we're not gonna. Uh, I don't know. Like it's 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 fair at this point to side eye all of those until until they hit. And I know that's what not what you're saying, but like I, I understand everybody's because um, that's where I'm at. Like where I'm like, that's great. I mean, I'm not hating on Karan Davis, and I hope that he's 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 a good player. But like, this is not what we were sold. You know what I mean? Same with like the NBA Africa pipeline. Like that. That's. It feels like a lot of developmental prospects if you go heavy in that direction. They haven't gone heavy in that direction yet. They've had one NBA Africa guy and one unknown Juco. You know, you know like that's it. Um, and you're going to have a couple of those on the roster, and I hope he hits with them. And it would be pretty funny if he did, like you said. But uh, but for sure, I think people were expecting more of the Dennis Evans uh, of the world than the Accor Fours or the Karan Davis. Well, and this is a little bit of, the I think, the irony – of what he has been talking about wanting to make sure that he has and that you know that we'll have on the roster next year is, you know is effort guys intensity guys and that sort of thing well, a lot of times they were that's like that's the the three star the pro- proverbial three-star kind of guy who gives you all of that the overachiever the Russ Smiths you know like that that sort of thing when his whole mo was supposed to be getting you know the the very very top shelf guys if he does i don't think that louisville's ever going to be in the business of of not taking projects you know there are oh, like, i don't louisville, think it should be no no right they can't louisville will but the truth is i think everyone's going to take fewer of those yeah. but louisville's still going to pick their spots uh, and, and and take a chance on developing somebody and kind of bringing them uh, along or the irony here again i think you hired kenny and you thought like here come all the top shelf five-star guys but for next year for next year yeah he he's got to be i think we might very well be rooting for like an overachieving kind of team thinking that you hired kenny to get like your elite kids and can you just corral them but you might end up with the very kind of team you thought you were getting away from when you hired him you can't right you can't build the ship out of projects right like that's you can't build the whole thing out of them and quite frankly there are sometimes food that's right cookies are sometimes food like but the 12 and 12th and 13th scholarships ultimately aren't going to be like you're not hurting anybody you know with those last three scholarships on the on the on the roster because kids you can't plan on most of these kids being here for three or four years anymore that's not how people are recruiting and building rosters um the majority and quite frankly even the projects if we bring in quote-unquote projects i don't know if they'll stick around for three years you know they might water might go find its level and they might go play for somebody else you know well, and, instead a, of sitting there's for three a seasons. there's a patience in that that's required to, to where you're saying, like, this guy isn't going to help us win games right now. You know, there's a comfort level with looking at the long term that I'm not sure Kenny gets to have next year. 
You know, like a, yeah. a, a core four in the middle of this year, cool. But if they're not dramatically better next year, I don't know that he's got the right or the the opportunity really to sort of play the long game with with almost anyone. Everyone who comes in next year better play really hard, and and they better they better be able to help right away. And the rest of it is, is sort of second to that, don't you think? Yeah, I mean we've had the conversation with the core for plenty of times where it's like, look. Any other roster that we've had in a reasonable season, he would be a project and sitting and waiting. But he, that it was kind of a <laughs> indictment of the roster now that he was even able to see the court, and he should have been on the court. But next year, we're hoping we have the type of team where maybe he works his way on with this offseason and everything, like he, and all this time to develop now that he's seen the system here and, and gets adjusted to American basketball. But Another guy like a core four comes in next year midseason. He shouldn't be anywhere close to the court. Texture says this. I want five-star talent just as much as the next person, but I also appreciate an underrated guy who has that dog in him. Oh, we love just, him. That's, yeah, just wants to win, but we need both to get back to national championship contention. Yeah, look, nobody, Smith, man. I mean, that's... Well, nobody wins a championship without those guys. And so I think you need a mixture you know, the, the, I think Kentucky and Duke two times were able to have extremely young, talented rosters who just couldn't be overcome. Like, they, they were heady enough. They were basketball IQ'd enough that their inexperience didn't hurt them, and they were able to win national championships. But they are, without question, the exceptions that prove the rule. And I've mentioned this a million times, but there's one true freshman in the top 100 in the nation in scoring right now. Yeah. And it's the freaking guy out Brandon Miller of all people right yeah, uh, did you see that he averaged like what like 37 points in it or 30 points and 11 rebounds this past week and he didn't get an SEC honor yeah the SEC freshman of the week was the player for Arkansas when he had he averaged I think 33 and something uh, like this week 33 and 11 yeah something yeah. like that yeah and the SEC was like I don't the Brandon what? Miller not I'm not familiar I haven't with heard him. of him <laughs> hmm. yeah that's weird is he, he's a freshman you say that's weird wild yeah. to me and I realize not I don't want to go too far off I don't side, but it is why I realized they were doing the celebration all year, or the the oh. handshake intro all year. But the fact that they were still doing the pat down, like patting him down in the handshake line, that was their whole thing, is just wild to me. Like, how tone deaf can you be? They should have stopped that the moment they had two of their teammates involved in a murder halfway through the year. Like, that's not even considering Brandon Miller's role. Like, he uh, him aside. There were other two other players that were involved in a murder, and they were still doing a pat down, like handshake. And just, it was just well, that's, amazing. That's the to me. worst. That's the worst part about people's attitudes towards this is like the the ref, just the the fan who is just always defensive of their team. If it's somebody for their team who did it, yes. then there's nothing wrong with it, no matter what, and you can't say anything. Like, come, even you have got to admit. There's, there's no place for that. Oh, there was a bunch here. of people in the mentions, like uh, Alabama know. fans, are like, he didn't commit a crime, man. <laughs> He's not well. charged. It's like, no, doesn't matter. Like, if it could have been anybody on the Alabama roster, right? And it would have been wrong and tone deaf after what happened earlier this year. Like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, don't make like Bob said. Don't make, let sports make you stupid. And on top of it, don't let sports make you a bad person. You know, that's just it's just dumb to me. And I love that 
two straight textures name dropped Dwayne Sutton after your conversation about about uh, dogs, you know, underrated dogs. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Dwayne, Dwayne Sutton is one of my favorite players of the is ever. Truly, one of the uh, he has he's one of those guys that is shorthand for like a lot of characteristics. Yes. Yeah, Dwayne Sutton is one of those guys. I think Kyle Bolin was one of those guys, like not physically impressive, but smart and understands the system, you know, and like that. So like there are those guys. And for Louisville basketball, at least recently, it it really is Dwayne Sutton is that guy. And he's like 6'5", and will get you 12 rebounds. (laughs) And probably fight you. And probably fight you and hit three threes from the corner. Dwayne Sutton, man. God, I love him. I'll take... 10 Dwayne Suttons and play basketball like that's just give me give me five on the court at all times no you yes. don't need no that's the whole point you no. can't have 10 Dwayne Suttons but I can if you had a team of all Mikasa Robinsons you would you would lose 14 to 12 I will not no I wouldn't she could shoot better than she like, she, she just doesn't <laughs> she, hit you, a, she hit a she hit a 17 footer last but night. you need two you need two of her and this team needs Two, uh, two Dwayne Suttons. Why, why are you editing my imaginary team? Like, you're not the GM of this team. I am. I mean, if you want to be that team, that's fine. He guard all five positions, Dwayne Sutton. I would love to play to see a team try five centers. <laughs> just just for the hell of I it. I thought we were going to, going into this year for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. We might actually be working on that. Everybody comes back. Like, oh, five, like, like four of them aren't good. <laughs> Aren't good at what you ask them to do. They can't all play center. You know what I mean? Like five guys run down there and post up. It looks like a chorus line. Right? Give me five Victor Wibanyamas and we'll be just. Well, that's fine. a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like you run down the court and like, so one guy just drops the basketball, you know, right past mid court, and they all go post up, and it's just that's it. That's it. God, the paint's just. This isn't going to work at all. <laughs> Defense is so confused. Oh, that would be something else. They won't have any idea what's coming. All right, uh, let's get uh, Cody in here before we take our last break. Cody, <laughs> welcome into the drive. And I think, what's up, bud? So, Mark, what you're saying is we need a team full of Ryan McMahons. There you go. You know, there yeah, give come. me three Dwayne Suns and two Ryan McMahons, and we'll fight you. All right, bet. Bet. Let's go. Let's go. Let's I, do I, it. I would roll with that team any day. Honestly, I, I would, dude, I want a team with some David Levages, man. I'm telling you. There, there, there's some evil in that, dude. I want you guys to know that there has never in the history of Earth been two other humans who have said, I want three Ryan McMahons for this fight, or (laughs) what you just said about a basketball team needing David Leviches. Nobody's ever said either one of these two things. But keep going. Go ahead. We're we're desperate, man. We need the cavalry. Um, Fair enough. You know what? You guys were talking earlier. Like, I, I agree 100%. Like, I thought this was going to be a team that was just going to muck it up with anybody. I was like, all right, at the least we're going to have, like, the offense is going to be gross, but we're going to have some, like, dank rim protection. Like, it's going to be it's going to be all right. You know, it's going to be ugly, but we'll get it done. And, God, it's just been so disappointing to see Sydney just not be that, that manimal that I thought he was going to be because – like I, I like every dude on this team personally. Like they don't cause problems. That's the one thing I got to give Kenny credit for. Despite all the losing, it's like nobody's gotten in any any trouble. You don't. You know, it's been very behind the scenes. Whatever they're dealing with, they're dealing with it. Uh, but man, it's just 
you know, whatever's going on with Sydney, man, I just, I just hate that it's, it's probably not going to work out, and that's, that's going to be the one that's going to bug me the most is like what happened with him. But um, yeah, as far as that Dennis kid, give me, just give me, give me. Oh Come yeah. Come on, Kenny, <laughs> just, 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 just lock it up, dude. But uh, that's all I got, guys. I just hope you know, get, get, get you, get you a core four or five guys, you know, including Emmanuel core four, and you know, just. Hopefully we can go into next season with some good optimism. But, yeah, Dennis, come on, bro. All right, see you guys. Appreciate uh, the call there. Yeah, and don't underestimate for the for the people who are like, well, so what if they come? That's not going to change people's minds about this guy or that sort of thing. Do not forget how quickly we all changed our tune last spring with football. When, when they immediately started to recruit at levels we had not seen prior under Satterfield, people were like, by the time the season got hit, they're like, I kind of don't care if we win or lose. I just really want to see these guys uh, play for a little. Like, don't underestimate what recruiting success will do for a coach in terms of people's willingness to endure them to see those recruits. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, if, if they get this Evans kid and then were to get on top of the three that are already committed to come in – and somebody who's really good, like Carly Jones type player, enters the portal and, and is coming to – you know, it's like, I'm going to come to Louisville too. Like, people the, – the rhetoric will change. It won't undo this year. Nothing will undo this year. But it will change the tone a lot. Like, it's crazy what just a couple of recruiting wins will do for a team. It will, and for a fan base, like not not saying that it'll change everybody's mind on KP, but it'll be make a lot of people more willing, absolutely, uh, to be open to it. If you bring in the players like we expected last year, or like we were sold when he was hired, and and that's what I hope for him because I hope look, I I won't restate my thoughts on this season, but I want him to give it his best shot and have all the tools at his disposal and get the players so we can know for sure before anything else happens you know what i mean like before yeah. before we move on from one of our own i hope he get he gets one big swing at it and hopes i hope we can see him actually have some success on the court and that's really all i have to say about that yeah you just look <laughs> you want to get to the whatever the end of kenny's tenure is whenever that happens i do think that there is value it is a worthy goal to get to the end of it and be like, we let him have like a full expression of how he intends to run a program, and it, it and if you had to find it, it didn't work. Yeah, and I think leaving you know, doing it too quickly. I understand wanting to avoid that, and if they're gonna recruit decently well here, you know, very quickly, sort of set themselves up for a better next year, that'll help uh, with that. That'll help with that. And look, if they if it's a roster where they make like a, they have a good off season, make some additions at some critical places here, and then they're not any better next year, then we don't have to have this conversation ever again. No, that conversation will be settled. Yeah, we'll be done. There All are right, no excuses for next year. We're clear about that. Let's take our last uh, break here. We will come back. A couple of other things, uh, knickknack things that I wanted to get into here before we wrap up here on a busy Monday on the drive on our Thunderville. Right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. 
You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Lines are still open if you want to jump in here. 8150 93.9 for the UPS Jobs text line. Dave, you know, we've been talking about you know, Louisville needing to get men's basketball back on track. We've talked, I know, at various times about uh, football needing to get its act uh, together. I would think that if he's not explicitly having these conversations, it's at least informing Josh Hurd kind of every day here. When we have Clemson and Florida State athletic directors pretty obviously out there uh, stumping and lobbying for uneven revenue distribution within the ACC – and making it pretty clear they're not happy with things uh, the way that they are. Sure. It's there's no time to waste in any of the major like front-facing sports with with not being a viable candidate for somebody. Like we've got everything that we're doing here football-wise, men's basketball, women's basketball, like these things that draw eyeballs and viewers and subscribers and that sort of thing those are the big three i think baseball be getting there yeah volleyball getting there but they've louisville's got to be prepared for a world where people are shopping for schools again like I, you know yes. the acc i i, I don't always know be prepared for that world mark always well, yeah but we know that like the acc is kind of locked in despite whatever the saber rattling from florida state and clemson right now but you know that that world won't last very long we're fortunate, I think, that the ACC at the kind of the last minute had a spot that was open right when Charlie sort of had the thing getting going the right direction, yep. and it was an easy case to make, certainly over UConn. But you know, TV market size is starting to matter less in kind of a streaming world. Gotta get the men's basketball and football stuff. Like it's got to be, Louisville's got to be a viable candidate for somebody in say seven, eight, nine, ten years from now. And you you got to start now. Oh yeah, brands everything, and our brand for years was men's basketball, and and it still is, and we're still a traditionally top ten program. But my God, is it bad right now? And you need to make sure you get back to to viability as a men's basketball power. And football, I think we're taking the steps in the right direction. Like there, it's an ACC that's that's soft in the middle, you know, and could hopefully and not that. It's the top is not as far up as it used to be with Clemson, I don't think. And I just feel like there's opportunities there for Louisville to make hay pretty quickly under Jeff Brom, and, and they need to do it uh, because we need to get our our school in the the national consciousness and build that brand and kind of build on what we've been in the last 15, 20 years. Uh, and there's no time like the present because I really don't love the idea of this cross-country model that they keep popping out there, the Coastal League with the Pac-12 leftovers and the ACC and 
like every time that gets brought up, I just it's an immediate like that looks like the type of thing that is an agreement for like four months until somebody decides to go to another conference and they blow it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it looks like the type of thing that would drive the name brands out of the league immediately. Do you think that we would do? How do you think Louisville would do uh, in kind of this television ratings uneven? distribution kind of model because on the one hand florida state's gonna kind of live on like borrowed or not borrowed because it's theirs but a past reputation you know like miami has remained a tv draw for a long time but like should we be worried about a model that's like that i feel like louisville does does okay now you're it's a gamble you're kind of betting on yourself in terms of a, an uneven re, uh, distribution, but in terms of some of the things that have become public from from other places, uh, as far as TV viewership and such, I, if I'm Louisville, I'm not terribly afraid of that. I'm no, certainly we, not we afraid well of it. In, yeah, in I'm not TV worried ratings. about like that for for Boston College or something. No, like, I we, think Louisville does pretty well. We're a better draw. We've had a better brand between the the Charlie years with Lamar and then before that or, or with Teddy and then Lamar after that and even before that with our exciting brand of football we had under Petrino and, and John L when we were coming up like it's we're in the consciousness and Lamar winning the Heisman and everything like we're right there and we do well nationally even after the, even last couple of years we've done well with the the marquee games that we get put on uh, on the big stick on ESPN yeah. or even ABC like it, we've done well and I I I feel pretty confident in that, especially with the type of football that Jeff Brom plays and the ability yeah. maybe to get back on the national on the mind of people again and play that type of football and, and score points and go up and down the field on people. I think it if they could if they could have a big season this year and kind of set the apple going forward, like I I I wouldn't be that afraid of that type of model you know like i think that we would be one of the most like the one of the four or five most attractive brands in the acc um and we'd come out on the positive end of that one i think yeah that louisville could would stand to benefit from it It, it's i think it's higher risk though you truly this would be interesting to kind of to watch i think is to see like you you would almost never be able to kind of endure a bad season football wise or 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 multiples like you could never have a rough couple of years it would make the leash just about every coach has a decent amount shorter because i think you'd be petrified of sort of what the revenue impact of of sliding in football would even be which i guess is maybe what they're hoping for but i mean someone's gonna lose yeah and so our friend ethan moore sent us a little graph from and this is from florida state yeah, that showed that, yeah, that Florida State is the top drawer of eyes. They have 3.17 million viewers per uh, matchup. Uh, Clemson is right behind them. And then there's a drop-off to Miami and Louisville, basically basically neck and neck at 2.04 and 2.02. A lot of that's matchup-based, too. But like Louisville, Louisville does well with with big TV games, better than the likes of some other teams you might think were – we're attractive so yeah i i don't think louisville has to necessarily be afraid of that and i i think what you brought up about the style of play yeah. of jeff brom is that is a it matters a lot louisville 
developed in a way that's analogous to Miami. Miami won national championships, and they had some of you know Hall of Fame future NFL players. But the point was they they had a style that appealed to people all over the country. Right at the time, everyone could watch a lot more games than they ever yeah. used to prior. And Louisville did a similar thing, taking the weeknight paths and erring on the side of having offensive kind of wizardry as a as a style to where people knew, I if I watch them, this will be a fun game. This will be cool. And Scott, God love him, because someone has to, is not – it was not that you never watched them and you no. were like, I'm going to make sure like this super fundamentally sound team with, with uh, nice boys all over the roster. Like I'm not, nobody's trying to like, that's not appointment viewing. And, and people who watched Purdue under Jeff Brom, they, they had that reputation. Like they're going to run some crazy trick plays. They're going to have something for these guys. They might be big time underdogs and they might pull this off. I'm going to see if he can pull it off. Cause he's got that reputation. Like, yeah, Louisville's going to need that. They're going to benefit from that. Yeah. 100%. I think that, that that's the big game mentality of Jeff Brom is, is big in addition to his exciting offensive style, you know, like he's fun to watch. And they show up for the big games, which gives them even more of a reputation. Like, we were tuning in. People were tuning in to Purdue, Ohio State, because they knew they beat them the year before. You know? Yeah. Like, ooh, maybe, maybe Jeff Brom's got something for him again. Well, and, and it, you know what? It, it shows in, in all kinds of ways. Like, it shows in the benefits of, of having a style and being entertaining and being fun. You know, Purdue might not be having a year where you're going to talk about them uh, as a, say, like a playoff contender or something. But when they played one of these top-ranked teams, like on like game day, college game day, like they would stop for a couple minutes and just talk about it because you know what Jeff Brom's Purdue teams do in these games against these kinds of teams. Like it was a – they had a reputation. Yep. And so they, they weren't invisible. And I think if there's anything that really stunk about – Scott never kind of punching through and winning one of those games. It was just how easy it was to talk about the big storylines across college football and never talk about Louisville. Yeah, that can't like that can't happen anymore. And it used to not be that way. Yeah, that's that's really the big like who's relevant. Like, can you tell the story? Like when people talk about the Hall of Fame, you know, they say, can you tell the story of of baseball without this player? Like, can you talk about college football? Can you tell the story? of 2023 the 2023 season without louisville then it's probably a failure we can't have it be that way regularly going forward like we got to be relevant into november that's really like bottom line especially when you look at our schedule and the opportunity we have there yeah starting this year i I don't know about you man i'm i'm really struggling to keep my feet on the ground so to speak oh man i about can't the upcoming season buddy. especially if if they are able to buddy. uh bring any of the like this was the the lsu uh, defensive back that has entered the portal that has some ties mm-hmm. to the area and the uh there's a maryland offensive lineman that visited that would be kind of that last i think depth piece up front for the offensive line like the, jeff has you know at the risk of sounding antagonistic here has arrived and done what we thought Kenny would do. Yeah. You know, it seems like he's had a plan, you know, uh, addressed the roster issues with bonafide guys all over the place. And it's, it's, 
it's very, very hard to contain my optimism about next year. I haven't, and I don't plan on um, <laughs> containing it. <laughs> What's that? I said I don't plan on containing my excitement. Like I, it's yeah. this. I, I'm so I can't describe how excited I am for football season, and maybe the fact that men's basketball has been so disappointing has been part of it. <laughs> but there's just so much positive energy on the football side and so much to be excited about in the lineman from Maryland. You're talking about things, Mason Lunsford. Um, yeah. yeah. So I can't wait for it to get here. I just feel like this could be magic, <laughs> you know, and it's, I mean, I, I get excited for bad football seasons. When you give me something to really actually be excited about, I get, I go off the charts. So, Pretty pumped about it. Uh, look, I'm I'm desperately uh, looking forward to it, and I th- I think they're going to hit the ground running. And, and I think, you know, we're talking about this right now. Uh, at the same time, Virginia Tech, who I think is one of the valuable properties in the ACC when it comes to football, because I think for me, like, it's not just market size or it's not just, you know, are they good or whatever, but when you watch the game on TV, you just get this – Feeling. Like a night game at Blacksburg, yeah. Yes, and in Louisville, I think when its crowd is is anywhere north of like just the middle, it's a good, lively crowd. It looks good on TV. It's fun. It's a great environment. There's a reason that they <laughs> wanted those week <laughs> all those weeknight games and you know that sort of thing. Uh, the ACC does not have those. The best looking Boston College crowd and the best looking Georgia Tech crowd and the best looking Virginia crowd still don't play like that on TV. But Virginia Tech's one of them. And they stink and are in the worst place right now. Because, like, their head coach, uh, look, they were a mess last year, and they're having a bunch of turnover on the staff already after one year. And I just – I was thinking about, like, it's been a miserable offseason for them, and they're going in the complete opposite direction, right? Like we're saying, at this time where you really probably need to make sure you've got every single thing in a row here. Because Virginia Tech would be one of those you would think would have some options here. Yeah, because it's, it's interesting – Virginia Tech and Miami were kind of tied at the hip when they came into the conference, you know, and they were expected to uh, bolster the ACC football, you know, side of things and, and, and profile. But there are two powers that are very different. Like Miami, with as many titles as they've won as everything, they're, they're, they're a non-traditional location and type of school, and and that fan base can get disinterested, you know, and, and – they're competing with a uh, 11 million, you know, pro sports and other distractions in Miami, Florida. Um, whereas Virginia Tech is a traditional, like they were, a, they were somewhat new money, but they their setting is a traditional college football, you know, haven. It's on campus. It's a, it's a beautiful stadium. It's got the night game tradition, and it really raw. Like it's got a real feel of, of college football, which we're lacking some of those locations in the ACC, like you said, and it hurts that they suck. I mean, just bottom line, it hurts the conference that they suck and they need to get their act together um, because they're one of the few places that can really uh, provide that atmosphere yeah. in person and on TV. And that's what we're going to need. Yeah, uh, And that's why... It just has to work with Jeff. Like we can't. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work, I, none of us know what works. Right. <laughs> right? Like, it, like, I, like I'll I be despondent because I won't know. I think it's gonna 
be amazing but if it's not and we end up with like a scott frost i just i won't i won't proffer an opinion ever again yeah, i won't <laughs> like I'll i will doubt I myself won't. forever <laughs> I just I'll never right. say anything else about it. It's like, you know what? Hire who you want. I'll make a judgment call in a couple years. I'm not gonna give you an opinion. It's not gonna do it. <laughs> How would you like to be like, and I'm just gonna assume for the sake of this conversation, the wife of that dude that ran the Bring Brom Home account? <laughs> if if it if it if he's like Scott Frost. Oh god. You're like, you'd never believe like you like i would use that i would hold that over his head for everything like you know yeah yeah you want to pick dinner tonight like you pick prom yeah okay no no I, I'm, just, I'm picking where we're going you know oh you think we should live there you can pick this like you did prom that's good that's good like i would never let that guy forget about it if it didn't work out it's like every time he suggests something it's like it's probably gonna be prom all over again you want thai food no we're getting pizza like yeah uh, like, all right all right bring prom home yeah exactly <laughs> You bring dinner home. You <laughs> bring dinner home, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to read you a, a tweet real quick. Hit me from uh, Lamont Russell. In 27 games played, Mikasa Robinson has 103 deflections and has taken 15 charges. She is averaging seven and a half points, 7.3 rebounds, seven assists, and 2.6 steals in the last eight games. 2022-23 ACC Women's Basketball Defensive Player of the Year. They've been pushing pretty hard for it, and they should be because, to, for me, there's no other answer. Like, there's no other answer to that question. Like, it, not only for this season, but as like a career accomplishment, as good as she's been. Yeah. On the defensive end, for as long as she's been here, she's been first team all defensive uh, ACC the last two years. Should culminate and defensive player of the year this year. She's been unreal, and this team would be lost without her. Oh, listen, we're we are already going to. Uh, I'm t- I'm calling it now. Like we will have the conversation at some point next year. This team really misses McConnell. Oh, for sure. I'm already having the conversation. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like, we're having be to finish ready this year. for that one. Yeah. I just, I, I, I hate that. And I think I said this earlier. I hate that. Like, you've got to be like first team All American and stuff to get your number retired. Like, I'm not saying she should have her number retired, but she has her jersey honored at some point. Like, she's just been so ridiculously good the last couple of years. And I will never, I don't want to compare anybody that I like to Draymond Green, but it's kind of the. Yeah that type of effect on the game you know what i mean where it's 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 everything um and not all of it's reflected in the in the stat sheet so all right well that's that's going to do it for us we'll be back at it tomorrow here on the drive on i thunderbolt see you